Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist layman dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses the compulsory Sabbath that has been thrust upon us and what we're thinking and doing while we're all locked up and doing time. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled The Compulsory Sabbath. So now we're going to do the roll call. Who's here? John's here. Ryan. Jody's here. And Greg. So, John, this is kind of your, uh, your, your thing, so why don't you, uh, why don't well, you start? Well, I, I just wanted to do like a little part two from last uh, episode that we had when uh, we first discussed uh, this uh, outbreak, or you guys refer to it as a pandemic. Uh, we, I just wanted to see how, uh, how this has affected our lives, uh, how it has affected our communities and, uh, and the country as well. And, uh, you know, we've got, you know, four people here, four uh, viewpoints, and, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how, uh, how this week has transpired for you guys. Ryan, how was your week? My week was interesting. Uh, kids are out of school, shut down for the foreseeable future anyway that's added a additional degree of difficulty to my day mm, uh don't I don't have any free time whatsoever but that's okay uh it's just been weird i'll be honest with you this whole thing is weird it's been a weird week uh, not having service church service last week was weird not having it this sunday is weird it's just that that's the best way i can put it it's surreal it's strange and that's about it. Okay. That's all I got so far. Jody? So, John, I had a pretty good week. I mean, obviously, uh, my job is being impacted. People are starting to uh, uh, put the social distancing practice into practice. Uh, so that's going to affect my bottom line pretty quickly. Um, I actually mulled over the thoughts of going ahead and laying off and letting people stay at home and ride this thing out. So, uh, but, you know, uh, the Homeland Security has identified our industry as one that is essential, and rightly so. So, you know, I think I'll let each employee decide whether they want to go into possible environments of exposure or, you know, just to go ahead and practice it and, and take it off. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, uh, I went shopping with uh, my better half, at Walmart, and uh, I'm really glad that we are practicing social distancing after uh, seeing some of those uh, people because uh, I, I, I don't know that they're, uh, <laughs> it's a good thing on there, you know. Sure. So. Greg, uh, the, the, the traveler, uh, how, how has this affected you? Um, it's basically uh, shut me down, not because I wanted to, to shut down, because uh, the thing I do and the business that I'm in typically has long cycles in uh, uh, from first idea to first need to delivery of the solution. Uh, and it's a very much a, cons a consultative uh, process. You look at the, what the customer needs to do. Uh, it uh, Two thirds of our business is in uh, national critical areas. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't think long term uh, we will achieve the effects because, again, it may just be delayed, but then the stuff is still going to be needed. 
Uh, what I really, and I will get into it later, I guess, is what, what I really hate is for the people that will not get my business back, meaning the hotels and the restaurants that I would be eating in and the places and the, you know, the airlines that I would be flying in. They're, you know, they're, right. they're mortgaging to, you know, today what they won't get back, you know, uh, later. And, and it's just, it, it's very unfortunate uh, for a variety of reasons. That being said, at the house, um, it, it is interesting. Uh, I'm getting to do a lot more reading, which is probably good. Uh, getting more time to um, just uh, mull the whole thing over. And I think sometimes it's good for us to sit and think because thinking is hard. And when you sit and think, it uh, it kind of clarifies some uh, things. So yeah. without getting uh, overly verbose, that's uh, that's kind of kind of my look at it initially. Well, you know, when 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 they started uh, closing up states on there, I I think there's what five that have uh, officially yeah. shut down, uh, and more more are pending. Um, uh, as far as uh, my week on there, uh, business business is booming. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know where I work in the legal field on there. Uh, are, uh, are you saying crime pays? Well, no, crime doesn't pay on there. It pays you uh, well. No, it, it, it well sometimes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it, it, in my again. I I I just I work the back end of that on there. So, you know, my my work hasn't changed any. Uh, the the attorney that I work with, uh, you know, with courts closing. Uh, and only being allowed for special emergency uh, cases on there, uh, we've taken this opportunity to uh, to uh, uh, catch up on some much needed uh, uh, billing opportunities, which has been good. Uh, but but I tell you what, it, the part that it has affected me on there is 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 watching all the people uh, uh, just absolutely go bananas uh when you know we, a typical shopping day on there uh you go into the walmart you know you know mask and gloves are 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 not enough you know some people actually wear clothes in those stores can you believe that i, I tell you well i know my <laughs> wife is wearing the nitrile gloves walking through walmart with her little blue gloves on the on the shopping carts i never thought i would live to see that so <laughs> and so i mean it's it, it is it's it's entertaining in a way, oh, and, and I'm sorry to say that it is entertaining in a way on there. And uh, you know, if you ever want to get somebody away from you, just start coughing a little bit on there, and uh, and they back up real quick. So uh, that's uh, that's that's the comical side of this uh, ordeal. But uh, how do you think it has affected uh, the community itself? What are you seeing when you go after the community? Uh, for example. We went to a uh, place of, uh, of, uh, uh, of uh, preparing food for the public today. On our that way. would be a restaurant. A restaurant, yes, that's the, that's the Latin term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, and, and this place was typically fairly crowded. Last week we couldn't get in. This week, uh, you know. You could was, shoot a cannon off in it and uh, not that, hit anybody. That's right. Literally. It was empty. It was empty, and the waitress was... Uh, was thrilled to death to have us there. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you seeing in uh, in the community this week, Jody? No, I've definitely noticed everything from traffic has uh, has definitely slowed down. Oh, Absolutely. Yes, uh, yes. You know, just the drive up here this morning typically would have been quite a bit of cars on the road, and, and it's not doing that. 
uh, people are starting to stay home, take cover. Um, you know, yesterday I had to do a little bit of work. I don't normally have to work on Saturdays, but I noticed I was out early. But I noticed early in the morning, every one of the grocery stores was packed. And I think that's... Well, you know why that is. Is that our elderly? That's our elderly. Okay. That's exactly right. But uh, as the day went on, I noticed those those amount of cars in the parking lot shrunk considerably. Right, right. So I, I kind of figured it was, uh, well, first ones to get in there with new stock. Because my understanding is as quick as it gets out on the shelf, it disappears. Mm. Now, for me going in a grocery store yesterday... Uh, some of the target items I went for were not available. I was able to secure some toilet paper yesterday from CVS Pharmacy. Right Ooh, man. <laughs> Way to go, Ooh. CVS. Good preparing. So, Ryan, what have you in, uh, saw this week uh, in the community? Pretty much the same. I mean, just a, a significant decrease in traffic overall. Um Shopping's still a madhouse. I mean, people, I, I think it's kind of starting to slow down a little bit with the people kind of going crazy about the toilet paper and all that, which I'm just floored that people are just now figuring out the toilet paper exists and, <laughs> and that you need to use it. You know, that's what wow. blows my mind. But, uh, you know, it, it's just the overall demeanor of people well, is a little different. Here's... Here, here, uh, Here's a situation that I saw, and, and I'm afraid that this is going to get worse than, than before it gets better. I was in a a, uh, a store that sells uh, items of food and hardware and uh, uh, other type of... You, you want to throw the name in there? Anyways, this, <laughs> this lady was at the meat counter. They had just brought out uh, a load of hamburger, which has been empty all week. And this, this woman threw every piece of that meat into her buggy. Wow. And, and and there were three or four people kind of surrounded this person and asking her, why are you taking the whole thing for yourself? And it's that type of mentality that I think if we're not really careful, we're going to get into the self-preservation mentality on there, and you're going to see a lot more violence happening. You're going to see a lot more home invasions happening. You're going to see a lot more... Uh, unchristian-like attitudes towards public and I, that concerns me you know because this is just the beginning and if they're doing that now uh, you know you know what's what's to come if it gets really bad yeah it's pretty sad but uh, you know what if you've ever ate at a uh, Chinese buffet on a Friday or Saturday night when they put the crab legs out it's the exact same experience and by the time you get through the line, there's just a few Jody people. Uh, Jody, only you can, 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 can. <laughs> when they put the crab legs, I mean, do you have to beat Jameis Winston there? You got uh, to, man. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, wow. It's a, it's <laughs> a, it's a madhouse race to get the crab legs. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Just just in my, my little um, anecdotal circle of life, I'm going to tell you one thing that, that is becoming very, very clear. Americans are impatient, and Americans are fairly disobedient to having their freedom of mo mobility curtailed Absolutely. for any appreciable time. And what I figure is going to happen, just talking to my little circle of friends, is you're going to start to see, unless this thing is curtailed fairly quickly, and, and, and they don't see any cost-benefit to staying at home, uh, you're going to see more and more... Uh, disobedience 
to the social distancing, to the staying at home. Uh, I, I think that that is, is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you know what's going to happen at that point right there. That's when the uh, curfews are going to be in place. That's when National Guards are called out yeah. to maintain curfews. You, you can call a curfew. That's pretty easy. You know, Making it happen, perhaps a little more difficult. Well, I, I would agree. I think your assessment's spot on, Greg. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think that's because people are taking this situation lightly or we're just by nature we are we tend to be more rebellious when told we can't do something we we tend to go try both, to do it. both all, all the above i mean americans are we're used to living in a walmart world where yes. we can have anything anytime anywhere as much as we want whenever we want when, and whenever any of that is interdicted we get a little upset now again we are good people we try to be law abiding people but after a while, if we all do, if all the people start to put in their minds, okay, I've done what they've asked. I don't see any appreciable benefit to continuing to do what they ask. Right. We're not seeing the widespread carnage that perhaps they've told us will happen. So guess what? When they're not looking, there's a, there's a Chinese phrase, and I hate to use this since it is a Chinese virus. What? But uh, yeah. But anyway, the, the Chinese have a saying, and that's a that's the most authoritarian government perhaps on the on the planet. Okay, and it's called the sky is high and the emperor is far away, which means yeah, the emperor in Beijing or wherever he can do whatever he wants to, but me in Grodibo, China can do whatever the heck I want. Meaning he can't he he doesn't have enough soldiers to force me to do what I want because no. he can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see if this doesn't clear up in the next three to four weeks. Well, we're going to see a lot of people. Yeah, say, pretty, heck you know, this. Greg, you're already seeing that they they had on the news uh, the uh, college kids that were in Miami on uh, on spring break on there and they and they had the attitude if I get it I get it you know not thinking about. If you get it, you might bring it home to mom and dad or grandma and grandpa on there, and uh, they have no no consideration. Well, I'm going to tell you something that I've heard that I completely agree with. Uh, I heard some folks say that this is this is being described as an apocalypse, and I agree. And here's why: if you look at the, you know, a lot of people think that apocalypse means the end of days. It means the end of everything we know. That is what it's come to mean in the 21st century. But it's not what it was meant when the Greeks coined it. It's called apocalypsis. And that means to reveal, to make widespread known what has heretofore been under the, under the covers and under the shadows. So if you think about apocalypse as a revelation, which is why the revelation in the Bible is called that because it was called the apocalypsis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to take something that is not really clear and make it more clear, okay? So apocalypse is always revelatory and it reveals something about us, mm-hmm. okay? One of the things it reveals to me, we are made for relationships, when we are de- when we are deprived of human human interaction in our friends and our church family, we're out of sorts. We feel like fish out of water. We get antsy. We get bored out of our skull. We, we are not meant to be isolated. This mm-hmm. is how people render, uh, uh, you know, information is we separate and 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 that that drives people crazy. Number two, it reveals that our faith is lived out socially. Okay. 
So we are, Christianity is, if anything, a social religion. Absolutely. We have to have each other to live, and when that is gone, we can't live it the way we need to. And don't even get me started about the controversy online about online sacraments. I mean, there is a huge to do about but your should we have the, the, the Eucharist uh, USB online or input. Not. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It also, and quickly, I'm not trying to suck all the, the oxygen out here, but it reveals something about our society. You know, I'm a history guy, and you read about sieges in the Middle Ages lasting months and sometimes years. Well, that's because back in the day, there was a need for redundancy in food production and in, in food preparation and food storage. Every city had its way to produce beef, to grow vegetables, to, to brew its beer or whatever. It was self-sufficient. Well, we've wiped that out because now to, to wipe out all of the inefficiencies in our economy, we have completely reduced I redundancy. Have, I absolutely so agree. Not with everybody that. has the ability to grow their own food. So when that stops, I mean, if our economy stops for four weeks, it falls horribly and stores will empty because we live in the just in time society as far as economy. What decade was it that the uh, the Romans uh, had forgot the art of making concrete? Well, that was after the barbarians right. from the north invaded and they either burned all the, mm -hmm. the stuff or killed all the people that knew how to make it. Mm -hmm. And literally for five centuries almost, Europe forgot how to make concrete. Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's a perfect example of, of, of what you just stated on there. You, you know, one thing to, uh, to tie in with that, I, I think... This uh, this uh, revelation has has in my eyes has, has saw how ill prepared we are in in the event of a uh, catastrophe that, that goes on. So are the preppers yeah. right? Well, no, uh, <laughs> they're right. The motivation's wrong. Well, that's right. that's, that's, okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just like that old saying. You know, it's great to have insurance, but you can be overinsured too. On there, you know, you can insure. Would balance be a, a correct uh, word? Absolutely, but I, I tell you one thing that I am really pleased at is how how the nation, uh, you know, the the execs at uh, at uh, the like the automobile manufacturers uh, are all jumping on board to help uh, with the uh, shortages of of, of and masks and medical equipment needed on there, and that just goes to show you that the the, the American tie-in. It, it's called death. capitalism. Well, it is capitalism, right. Because it, those guys are not doing it, even though it is a good thing, they're not doing it for free, and they're not doing it the goodness of their heart. They're doing it because they know there's a need and they're going to get Well, this, well that, that is certainly selfish, one side of it. Well, yeah. yeah, but selfish, you know, going after selfish return is also a social benefit. Yeah, well, that's, a, you know, social preservation, too, if you <laughs> There will. you go. You know, you know but... but. Well, I guess the point that I'm saying is, is when push comes to shove, we Americans on there uh, tend to, you know, uh, we're we're like the brothers and sisters. You know, I can pick on my brothers and sisters, but nobody else can. I know. Well, this is the same way that we attack this virus. We're all jumping in. We're all doing those things that uh, that it takes. You know, where where we're allowing the uh, seniors to shop in the morning. Uh, I've never seen them do that before, and I was in retail for 16 years that they they made sure that the uh, seniors had an opportunity to make sure that they had provisions. Uh, you know, uh, uh, big industries instead of laying laying people off, uh, 
are, are, are jumping in. And yes, there is a financial motive behind that, but but in turn, it's stuff that we do need. It's stuff that we uh, we need in case. Well, the desire of financial gain and societal goodwill can be on the same side of the ledger. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's not mutually exclusive. You know, you you got other countries that 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 are that are not working together that uh, that uh, are are feeling the effects a lot more than we are. Well, the third point of my diatribe. Uh, uh, sorry, you know, mesh. No, that's okay. It, it meshes exactly with with what you're saying. This this apocalypse reveals something about our economy. Our economy is very high-powered and efficient, but, good John word, yeah. our economy is balanced on a razor's edge yep. because there is no redundancy. There is no net, there is no anything behind. If the trucks stop for four months or for four weeks, we're all hungry, we're, all the stores are out. If anything in this economy Chain, right. we've built Breaks down. It's like a high-powered V8. Yeah, you know, yeah. throws a rod. It's done. I don't care how well maintained the other parts, the 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 automobile is. It's done, and it's like Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the statue. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It had this of bronze and this of iron. But what were the feet made out of? It's clay, wasn't it? Iron, iron. and clay, mm -hmm. which do not adhere. One is incredibly strong. Yeah, one is incredibly not strong and, and will crumble at, you look at it hard enough. That's how I look at our economy. There are certain strengths that are bulletproof and, and you know, 10 feet tall, and we are just one drop right. in the system away from a collapse. Yeah, and this correct. is why it's important for us to uh, manage for our government to manage this well with a view. You can look at what, you can keep your eye on two things at the same time public health and the maintaining of our economic security and economic vibrancy. You got to do both. Even though the market's turning right now, I, I think uh, I think our government, and I have to say this, you know, I'm pleased as punch that both parties are are working together uh, to uh, to address these issues on there. And, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, what would they have done three years ago if they'd all just worked together? How much would we have accomplished rather than point fingers going back and forth on there? I'd like to throw something out, though. Yeah, they are. And part of that is self-preservation as well. I agree. Okay. I agree. So, you know, how many times have we heard our own pastor say, throwing money at the problem's not going to fix it? Nope. There's nope. got to be key changes. And I think that's what you're basically alluding to, Greg. And uh, I am uh, horrified. Yes. I am horrified, not of the coronavirus, but of the financial ramifications that's going to come oh, down the pack yeah. within the oh. next sixty months over this. Yep. And you know, if you are manuf if you are manufacturing aircraft or maining aircraft, oh, you're, you're, you definitely don't want a disaster. You definitely don't want uh, right. a problem. And this is why a lot of customers choose to do business with innovative tooling services. Innovative tooling services they handle all kinds of fastener installation tooling. Uh, countersinking equipment, anything that works in maintaining the integrity and the structure of anything that flies. And because that's the worst thing in your, uh, you know, you, you think Monday's bad, Monday at 30,000 feet, and you lose a structural part of your aircraft, that's never a good thing. So that's why you want the professionals and in innovative tooling systems with their fastener 
installation knowledge and application experience. That's why you want to call those guys. They can help you with any structural issue you have on any airframe, whether it's fixed wing, rotorcraft, missile, whatever. Now, I don't know how many people are making their own missiles, but if you did, they are very helpful with stuff like that. So give them a call at 1-800-832-7009 or look them up on the World Wide Web at InnovativeTooling.com. And we'll be back. And we're back. So we kind of broached this question before uh, before our break. So what is what is the appropriate balance between concern for public safety, which is obviously legitimate, and also maintaining the economic vitality uh, of our nation? That's definitely for the long term in everybody's best interest. Ryan, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously, public safety is by far the number one. Well, I, you know what I say that, but when you ain't got any money, what's the point? You know, so uh, when we don't have an economy, what's the point in having people to, to you know, to keep the economy going? So uh, it's kind of, it, it's a real delicate balance here between the two. Obviously, human life is precious. It right. is. Priceless. Yes. And you can't put a price tag on a person's life. I mean, some... Well, yeah. The government does. Some people have. Well, I'm going to broach something. You know. Okay. I'm going to... What is... There's a term we use in, in any type of... of uh, in aviation. Mm -hmm. It's called acceptable risk. Mm -hmm. What is acceptable risk vis-a-vis -vis this virus... Our, our, you know, what is acceptable risk? Because we do that with automotive. Training. Well, right now, yeah. uh, the obviously our government is thinking two trillion dollars is an acceptable risk. That's a lot of money, and I don't to, see to that. I don't already. see that as being an acceptable risk. Personally, I do not see that. Jody, what are you? What are you uh, well, fuming over there about? You know, in the context of acceptable risk. Offending some fellow Americans that's coming out of uh, San Francisco, New York City, places like that, they do need to shelter in place. They do need to be restricted from movement to keep this thing from getting more widespread. Now, I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but if you don't have the common sense because you've gotten impatient and you want to get out and maybe you're mad at the world and think somebody else needs to share in your misery, you need to be detained. And that's my opinion. Why is my government having to throw $2 trillion out to try to fight a problem that's going to put us in insolvency just a few years down the road? It makes no sense to me. Personal freedom can solve this without pumping $2 trillion How into How many new cases does China have? Well, well, well it's because they're not reporting. Well, anything. I'm just saying, did they not go on 100% lockdown for the most part? Did they not go you on You can lockdown? do that in a totalitarian government. Well, that's very true. But yes. in America, you... Yeah, right. We got, the, we got this thing called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that I understand in emergency situations, but guys, if you completely shut down, completely stop movement, and this happens 
through the end of April, guys. I'm telling you, we're really going to be sucking. It's going to be hard. The true yeah. fest, two tree, on our but, but but well, that true. Yeah, exactly. Two tree ain't going to help. You're going to have to release this to get back going because there's a ton of businesses that do not have cash reserves. That because of okay. the economy, you, you've got to be. You've got to be very streamlined, so you don't have a bunch of redundant systems to keep things. So let me ask you this: Do we open business? Will will just cease to exist? Okay. So let me ask you this: Open everything back up. Just open everything back up. No restrictions on businesses being closed. None of that business like that. Will that help our economy? No, no, uh, uh, no. There, there's balance. Yes, you can basically restrict. People that are proven subsets uh, uh, that are he have either been overseas. I'm going to be visiting a customer here in the next couple of weeks, and I had to fill out a survey. Have I been overseas? Have I been to Italy? Have I been to China? Have I been? How about have you been honest? Well, but we've already we've already uncovered the fact that people are disobedient. Right. Well, so I personally think you know, that Wuhan, China did prove that if you do force containment, that it will eventually flatline. And we has. don't know how accurate the, they That's are. True. Because, because in the last, last week and a half, uh, mainland China has not put in any numbers at all, and and that's the that's the reason why uh, Italy has surpassed the uh, death rate uh, to China. Jody, what? So when would you lift the siege? Obviously, in your opinion, when would you lift it? When you start seeing the flat line, you know, after you know two to three weeks that there's no growth, then it's a pretty safe bet. But I, what if that's in June? We're just now is? starting to test. If we're people. talking about long term, now to to your point, Greg, last year our gross domestic product was a little over twenty one trillion dollars. We're wanting to spend ten percent on one virus. And we don't even know if we're going to have a wave two and a wave three at this. What I'm telling you, if we don't take radical approach to this, we're going to be in some serious trouble. But the problem that we have here in the United States is we are a, a, a me generation. Well, we're very selfish. We, uh, I'm, I'm going back to the, uh, the, 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 uh, the college students in Miami. If I get it, if, uh, then I get it. Under. Well, they don't care. That's, that's just that's, natural selection. That's, that's, that's the folly of man yeah, and yeah, the extinction right. you know, of fools. And, 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 no, you mark my words. In the next 12 days, every one of us will know someone that has one. Oh, yeah. In the next 12 days. Hey, right, Greg, let me throw this at you real quick. I know you're getting ready to shift gears here. But, you know, uh, another part of the foolish thinking in in my reasoning is everybody says well you know the death rate's low it's one percent of the numbers that's turned in here's what you're not taking into consideration and we'll use italy as an example okay all right if you have diabetes you have heart disease you have lung problems if you go to the hospital for any reason you're going to sit there and you're going to die they are already taxed to the extreme so here's the real question what is the true death rate because just like any storm a tsunami uh, a hurricane, tornadoes, you've got secondary get. deaths that are not being calculated. I'm, I'm, my That's response to that is, is I'm, I'm, and again, I'm a man of statistics. I looked at just numbers. And, uh, you know, we, we look at the, the death rate in Vietnam in 15 years was 58,000 U.S. deaths. And the greatest amount in one year was 16,899. In 1972, when I was a young lad, 
there were 54,589 automobile-related deaths in the United States. Now, in 2018, there were 36,560. That's more, that's twice as many two years ago than Vietnam at its highest rate. So as of Saturday morning, March 21st, we had 19,624 cases in the U.S., 260 deaths. That's 1.3 to your, your percentage rate. That's correct. My point is, Jody, if we're still at 1.3% end of April, I'm saying loosen it up. Because if we don't, we're going to crash our economy. I think I think what's going to happen is they will loosen it up, but it'll be it'll be more of a in-house loosening on there. We're still not going to go overseas. We're still not going to do those things. No, absolutely. You yeah. know, and, and that's and, fine. And but we've self, got self to do our stuff. We got gigs to do. We've got mouths to feed. We've got payroll to meet. I, I understand, but you're still going to have industries that are affected globally, and not not so much the mom and pops or the small businesses that that are in town. On there, uh, but, but uh, the the, the ones the the companies that are affected globally, they're the ones that are going to get hit hit below the waist on there. Uh, on this, here's the thing. What did you say your number was? One point three nine is what the actual no, number I'm is. No, I'm talking right about cases, all that. As, As of, of Saturday morning, okay. twenty four hours ago, there were nineteen thousand six hundred and twenty four cases reported in the United States. When we met last Sunday, I do believe it was what. Roughly a thousand, something like that, around about sixteen hundred, somewhere in there. Today we're looking at close to thirty thousand. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now we this thing's doubling, like within the matter of days, it's yeah. doubling the amount of people that have it. Like Jody said, we don't know the true mortality rate on this thing because we don't know all the things. So here's the deal: at, come the end of April, there may be. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people who have this. Okay. Okay. So. So what's one percent of a hundred thousand? Well, ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but when we're already up to. When uh, you asked the question, Greg, we've already got three hundred and forty-four. I'm just saying, do, do we? It's kind of that decision in wartime where a few are sacrificed yeah. for the gain of a. Of a You're month. asking what the acceptable what is the acceptable risk. Of risk? Loss? Because we obviously are cool with 36,500 Americans dying because we love our freedom to drive anywhere we want to drive. And, and not I love it too. Belts. And not whatever. Even with seatbelts. Yeah. I mean, you know, 54,589 did reflect no seatbelts. Yeah. But still, that's a huge number of Americans, that, and everybody thought it was cool that we were able to drive. So that was an well, acceptable you, risk. You know what, though? I mean, we, we, we can... I'm being the contrarian. I, I, whoa. Well, That's you know, my title. Wait a minute. You talk about acceptable risk. How many of those uh, deaths were incurred by not following the law? That was designed speeding, to protect perhaps. them. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. Speeding, uh, I will concur. Driving, I will concede uh, that. Point. No seatbelts on there. Uh, I would say the majority of those are... Those fatalities are, are have have tied in with with breaking the rules of some sort. But going back to what what he was saying on there, you, you could take you could take uh, what 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 I want to be really careful is is that we don't tie in a bunch of deaths, uh, a bunch of deaths that that would normally occur like diabetes, like influenza that is not corona. Those people that would typically die on a regular scale on there, they're gonna they're gonna group all those in and say, oh, that's a corona death. And, well, and, I mean, every time I listen, I think of my. If they get the virus, if they get the virus and they have those underlying health 
issues, absolutely they're going to be included in that. Yeah, but I, I, that's just, that's just, I, because otherwise, had the virus not come around, these they might have been well managed. How about the that. flu? How about the flu? Uh, oh, uh, that the, crap the flu hey, again. Let's just let's just end it right here with this right here. What inherent risk is tolerable for you and your family? Let's, uh, you know, Greg, I might be willing to sacrifice somebody in your family a whole lot sooner than I would my own. So let's... And when let's, you take them on a car ride, you do. Yeah, well, that's Absolutely. true. But my question, my question is, you know, do I want to, in the sake of uh, the almighty dollar, do I want to uh, prematurely cause a death in your family? I, I do understand what you're saying. Yes, uh, the sky is falling, economically speaking, but I pretty much think it's already... I'm with you, Jody, to a point. I, I, April fifteenth, we need to look really hard. I, I agree. And with say you. what are where are we at, and what have we done to the economy, and maybe let's throttle this thing back a little bit and give some gas to the economy. I think people heard I'm going to get free money, and they just went bananas on there. I'm going to get a check. Well, I, I, I've heard that a million. There's a times. lot of us that that money won't begin to even I, pay the mortgage. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. You know. Well, so John, what what does this have to do? You know, Sabbath is the church. God commanded man to rest on the seventh day. I, I, I am totally glad that you brought this so up. Let's, because, so what, what do you think God, th or what, what do you think, what's the church's role in all of well, this? Well, you know, with the churches being closed, uh, and, and that's throughout. I miss sacraments. Well, they're throwing them at us now. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, you're right. I think it's imperative that we reel this back in and put a church face on this, on there. As a Christian, how does this affect me? How does it affect my worship? How does this affect my faith? I've taken some of the free time that I've had on there. I've been in the Word a lot more. I've actually enjoyed the time that I've had on there. But... I still think, uh, you know, once once we've determined that the levels flatten out or the levels haven't changed on there, I think we need to make a uh, make a conscious effort to get back into the church. I still think that we need to take care of our elderly. I still think we need to to, to reach out to those uh, that are uh, that are at risk on there. Do the things, uh, you know, like the uh, Facebook Live, the the. Uh, the, uh, by the way, kudos to our pastor who's doing a Facebook. By the way, we're recording this in our very empty church again on Sunday morning. Mm. So he at, at eleven o'clock Eastern, he's going to do Facebook Live. So shout out to the pastor. That's Go right. That's can, can we get a hey man? Hey man. There you, there you go. go. So so you know, and it's important. It's it's really easy to get in the habit of not going to church on there, and that's that's a habit that I don't. That's a habit that I don't want uh, our prisoners to get into. I think it's really important that we uh, we stay as active in the church as they allow us to on there. And if we can't, we come together as a band with social distancing, of course, on there. Of course, we're breaking the rules. But that's that's my spin on it. Ryan? I, I agree 100% with what you said. I mean, we've got to maintain some sense of normalcy as far as our 
church goes uh, as normal as we can with not being even yeah, in the bishop here, shutting know. down the whole conference yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I just don't want to, to, to you know to, to hear the person sit there and say this is god god cleaning out cleaning house yeah I mean, that makes me sick it, i was thinking it, that yeah, that's, 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 that's important that, that we don't project that message you know no. in the old testament there's over 100 references to the word play Right, and in the New Testament, unless I'm wrong, Greg, you cor- correct me. About the only time you find plague mentioned is in Revelation. Right. So let's not let's not no. try to blame a lot of this on God because this is a this is a man made catastrophe. If basic can't. Christianity says God is good, yes. yes. Now we have a problem with evil, and we know that this is a fallen world, and we know stuff happens. Viruses mutate. It's not God is, is punishing us. It's that balance of theodicy. God is good, yet we see evil in the world. And we have to balance that out that we are fallen. This is screwed up, and screwed up things screw up regularly. Mm-hmm. So this is part of that. Now, one of the things we also learn in prison ministry, shout out to Kairos, is that the church doesn't exist in a building. That's right. That's right. So That's this right. afternoon, we're having church in our neighborhood. For people that don't go or can't go to church or their, their churches are closed, we're having the Facebook. So this is a perfect opportunity to be the hands and the feet and the mouthpieces Amen. of Jesus Christ Amen. ministering. Amen. The church has always gone in, to do. In, in tough situations and ministered in the name of Jesus. This is, this is our time. This is, you know, uh, you know, Winston Churchill says our greatest, you know, this is our finest hour. And I'm trying to do my bad Winston Churchill impression there. But this is the church's opportunity to, to do that. And, and, I, and, and we need, like you said, be in the Word, be praying, and then looking for opportunities as the Holy Spirit gives us understanding no, no, to minister. Now, Greg, I want to ask one, one serious question. Uh, with this uh, cul-de-sac revival going on, on there, uh, are, are you going to pass the collection plate? <laughs> Well, you know what? Not being a uh, not not getting a not not being a Pentecostal and getting a percentage of the cut. I probably wouldn't do that. You know? no. I'm just kidding, Greg. I think it's great. I think it's great that your uh, your uh, your neighbors are are all. Uh, I just threw it out there, and I was surprised that uh, that the response I got. So well, it shows I, you that people are. Craving. Uh, People are craving to be around even an idiot like me. uh, Jody and I actually uh, we're going to show up in little robes and we're going to be your choir on there. Well, that's that's fine. (laughs) You know, I I I can use all the help I can get, even even from the uh, the naysayers and the crowd. That's good. I'm going to bring a tambourine. Whatever, guys. I'd like to just give you a couple of scriptures here, just to kind of put put. Put it into perspective. You know, we know that the, that the Bible tells us if God be for us, who can be against us? Coronavirus or anything else. Uh, will there be casualties yeah. of this thing? Yes. Absolutely. But we do need to keep the, the the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That's right. Looking in the Old Testament where a lot of the words, uh, you know, plagues and stuff were, uh, God was always telling through his prophets things and uh you know, Isaiah thirty eighteen it says, The Lord is waiting to show how kind he is and have pity on you. The Lord always does right. He blesses those who trust him. Isaiah thirty twenty one, whether you turn to the right or turn to the left, you'll hear a voice saying, This is the road, know it or follow it now. So what you know what? 
God's Henry Blackaby taught us in his uh, study, Experiencing God, that God speaks to us in a whole lot of different ways. One of them is situations. This is certainly a situation. Absolutely. And you will know if you're seeking the face of God, you'll hear that word, go right, go left, stay home. Now, I, I firmly do believe that. And I think last but least, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, everybody's familiar with that. This is God saying, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And that's what I want to leave you with. There is hope. No oh. matter if the economy tanks completely, yep. if a third of mankind disappears until there is nothing else, there is hope in there Jesus Christ. There is hope Christ. in the name Amen. of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and I'd like to add to that on there, uh, that uh, that uh, the, the help that we give to, to our community on there, Make sure that we're doing it in his name and not our own, you know, because he needs to get the glory and, instead of us Amen. on there. And and kudos to the people that are out there taking care of the kids, the school kids, and uh, making sure that they have food and, uh, and a safe place to be during this time. So uh, uh, kudos to them. Well, as we end the podcast, you can find this episode and other Across the Rail podcast episodes on popular platforms like Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes, please take time to give us a five-star rating. If you have questions on this or any other episode, please send your comments, cheers or jeers, to comments at acrosstherail.com or look up Across the Rail podcast on the Twitters by our handle at across underscore rail and on Facebook at Across the Rail podcast. Please give us a like there and leave us any feedback or questions or stupid comments regarding stupid comments yeah, yeah, like we did. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. God bless. So we're going to close with prayer. Who wants to, the absolute privilege to pray? Well, Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we thank you, Lord, that uh, you have us in the palm of your hand. Yeah. And no matter how rough the scene gets, you are the peace and the calm. And we can be in the center of that storm and have your provision and protection. Lord, help us to remember that, uh, we're not an island, Lord, that we have to have that fellowship with you, that fellowship that will bring that peace that surpasses all understanding. I just pray, Father, that you'd have mercy on our country, have mercy on the world, Lord. Let's uh, find a cure for this thing, Father, that there would be more people saved than lost through this tragedy. Amen. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.